1: Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. Uh, tonight it's time for the Cubs Podcast with Sam Fells and Kyle Reichert. Guys, how are you? We're good. How I'm are good, you, Andy? Sir? And support for the Pointless Exercise Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join more than 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code POINTLESS at manscaped.com. So imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. This is the part where we're supposed to read... I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. I'm sure I will be, but I still haven't received mine. But Kyle, you've got yours, and you already ordered something else, right?
2: Instantly, can strongly attest to the quality.
1: So even even if you're a little skeptical about shaving below the belt, uh, Kyle will give a uh, will highly recommend the boxer shorts that you can get from Manscaped. Correct. Pure comfort. Yes. He got the free ones, and he immediately ordered more. So,
0: there you go. First bite free. That's Yes. Yes. That, that free worldwide shipping is, is big time, because I don't know if your listeners know this. You're very big in Portugal. Portugal, uh, like and
1: Dick, we're, we're, we're big in Belgium.
0: <laughs> yep, big in Belgium. So, Manscaped so. Engineered,
1: the ultimate groin and body trimmer, By focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience, the fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch. Isn't on and off is two things? That's multi,
0: right? Uh, By definition,
1: yes, but but who are we to question? I'm not yet. Uh, They can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? I don't think I did. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes. On their mouth. That's that seems like that's kind of a general statement. It's time to get your own ball and hair, ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Pointless at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you.
0: Uh, Andy, I got a quote quibble there. I think uh, not wanting pubic hair in your mouth is is a universal. Uh, I just think it's desire. dangerous
1: to say that nobody wants it.
0: No, I don't. Well, that's true. You there? If you, you can think of a fetish, someone yep. has it. That's but, what I was uh, thinking. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's a, it's it's a <laughs> pretty safe. Nine out of ten people would agree. Um, of He's any cross section right. of society, right? There's
1: always that fifth dentist.
0: There's always the fifth dentist.
1: Speaking of pulling teeth, how yep. about the Cubs? Oh, that's quite the same way, isn't it?
0: Um, that was masterfully done, I, I so. have
1: to say. Uh, so we got a little bit of it. I, I want to say a scare, but at this point, it's it's been, I, we're just used to it. Chris Bryant disappears in the middle of a game. <laughs> and I liked how some people were panicked that maybe he has been traded. Because it's so likely to have been traded on the 11th of May.
0: Mid-game.
1: Yes, such a huge deal. Get him out. <laughs> right. Turns out um, he's got some sinusitis, which I would think in the current conditions, any kind of cold symptoms or anything, doesn't that get you a stint on the
0: naughty list? Um. Well, yeah. You maybe. I. You know. If it's nasally, that does that. That disqualifies you from covid problems because covid does not affect right, that's right it is i mean i'm
1: sure that's why they emphasized it was his
0: yeah they wanted science. to make sure that no one would jump to that conclusion yeah
1: but um, ross he was
0: having a little trouble breathing it's like well I mean, hey, been, hey david ross is having a little trouble breathing these days huh uh, <laughs> huh huh <laughs> ah, yeah get in there <laughs> like
1: yeah I've never seen Chicago Med.
0: I haven't either. I'd never heard of this woman, but good for David
1: Ross. Yeah, she seems very lovely. Was it a bad sign, though, that when so I wanted to put it in the newsletter and find the actual Twitter post, or the I wanted to find one of the a link to a Twitter uh, entry where someone had pulled the it was very complicated, but basically, she had made it Instagram official. And is it a bad mm-hmm. sign? I kept finding her making it Instagram official with other people before I finally got to date. Including one <laughs> from like four months ago. So uh, he doesn't care. He's recently divorced. He's,
0: he's he is, through
1: life these days.
0: She's uh, she's making an awfully big deal out of being the rebound girl. Yes. Um. But hey, you know, love is love. So who are we to who are we to question? We're- we're nobody. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more willing to excuse his non-entity managing at this point. Yeah. His mind might be elsewhere, and fair play. I mean, think about it. How many managers in Major League Baseball have a celebrity girlfriend? He might be the only one, correct? Uh, Francona 20- did. Francona sort of did there for a minute, right? He certainly had some problems.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, doesn't Tony LaRusso date Charo?
0: <laughs> Seems about right. <laughs> that is, oh, hey, that's special. Yeah. That's special right there.
1: Well, I watched The Love Boat as a kid. I see. Yeah. Hoochie coochie. <laughs> now, that's the demographic that we're going for. Oh, Anybody yeah, would get that, a love. Gonna, anybody's going to get a love boat reference in 2011. That's, that's manscaped well is like, just throw the money at them. <laughs> it's going to completely... play well with your
0: Belgian fan base.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just getting those first run now in Belgium. <laughs> right. Gavin McCloud is huge over there. Good lord, if he was if he was alive, he couldn't walk the streets of Belgium.
0: <laughs> well, he can't. I mean, he can't walk them now either, but for different reasons. What are we uh, drinking there, Andy? Before before we get to the Cubs, what do you want to tell the people what you're uh, sampling as you entertain them with your Charo thoughts? This is a uh, left hand brewing
1: raspberry milk stout, and basically, I'm the uh, I'm trying to finish off all the dark beer now that summer is allegedly <laughs> right around the
0: corner, rumored to be nearby.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, your old one see on the news that there's a frost warning and you actually have like plants outside that you have to go (laughs) bring in. Never thought I'd see the day.
0: This is growing up. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's talk a
1: little bit about how the Cubs are, are managed. Okay. Um, Like today, I couldn't believe that he somehow made out a lineup. I know he's very limited, but he's, he, he managed to um, not only play, Eric Sogard, but play him at shortstop when Hildemar mm-hmm. Vargas standing like right next to him. <laughs> so I make fun of him, and then Sogard somehow hits a home run. Right
0: off of, of Bieber. Yeah,
1: off Shane Bieber, which <laughs> is ironic because is that's got to be the is that the most unlikely? Well, I guess I suppose uh, Rajay Davis off of Rose Chapman was more unlikely even than David Ross off of Andrew Miller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's a lot Those of unlikely in that park. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with the park itself. Um, yeah i I mean, I don't at this point, whatever, <laughs> you know. I, like, I, I, he's, I, you know, I, I, am lukewarm on David Ross as a manager, but the depth he's been given, there is. No, I mean, Elvaro Vargas out there is not going to make you like stand up and cheer. You know, it's it's all it's all trash. So, I feel like he just is doing what the best he can. Once again, we have the Cubs medical staff not being able to diagnose what's wrong with Javi Baez, who is hurt that he's not, that he's hurt that he's not. They keep telling you it's not serious, and yet he keeps not playing. Um, so we're doing this thing again. Yeah, we're doing that again. We're doing
1: the um. The most predictable thing in the world was when they didn't immediately put Ian Happ on the injured list after he right. had his brain smashed out of by Nico Horner's forearm and then the grass and tried to stand <laughs> up and couldn't. And then they they sat him on the bench for two days and played a man short and then put him on the injured list, but then put him on – by then they couldn't put him on the concussion injured list, which is shorter. They had to put Seven him on the 10-day. But it sounds like it doesn't matter. He's not even close to coming back. No. Nope. Nico finished the game, and then he, he went on the DL the next day.
0: Yep. Um, so it's all a rich tapestry. Nico Horner, the team's savior, I read. Uh, that's what people are saying.
1: Jesse Rogers said that um, not having him up for the first two and a half weeks of the season cost them three wins. Yes, Man, according according wins.
0: to according to Jesse Rogers, <laughs> Nico Horner is a 15-win
1: player. <laughs>
0: he's he's little Mike Trout. It's very yeah. <laughs> No, Mike Trout has never put up a 15 win season. He's better than Mike Trout. Well, yeah, he's right. one I and a half trout. trout. Yeah, he's one. He's one and a quarter yeah. to one and a half Trout. Jesse had quite um, a run
1: there. He also had one where he credited the, the resurgence in the Cubs' offense to them playing, uh, scattering in more bad players. Yeah, I like that. That was a, that was very entertaining.
0: He also, he also was part of uh, ESPN's big um, how-to-fix baseball that didn't say anything about anything. And his was one of the dumber points, but I forget. Oh, he was banning the shift. He was, he was the ban the shift guy. Uh, so um, no one there seems to have any thoughts. Um, the, only, but, the only interest I have in the discussion about
1: banning the shift is I want to know what the penalty is if you shift.
0: Right. The pitcher's
1: Man. not allowed to pitch. Right. I mean, they talk about it all the time. We're just going to ban it. You have to line up and say, okay, what happens if you don't? What do they right. do? <laughs> yes. they get free throws? I mean, I don't it, There's, I don't even know what the remedy could be. So
0: Yeah. I mean, are we all going to just stand there? Like, and, hey, no, no, you got to move back over there. Like,
1: And then also, isn't any defense a shift?
0: Yes. I mean, there is nothing in the rule book that says you have to play the shortstop at shortstop. Yeah. Or center, field, and center. It was ju- that's just how they did it. They just divided everything into equal quadrants and were like, okay, I th- we think this is the best way to go about it.
1: I guess it would – I don't know how they enforce this. There's a rule that all the players, except for the catcher, have to be in fair territory at the when the pitch is thrown. Okay. And I don't know what happens if you don't. Do they? I don't know. Because there have been times, like with your – your buddy Dylan Maples, where with a runner on third, it has to be tempting to take like the left fielder and have him just stand behind the catcher, <laughs> right? <laughs> like just whatever. Just try to track this down when it gets yeah. when, it, when it flies by Wilson. Yeah, and you're not allowed to do that. But I don't know what happens. I mean, I just Joe West gets. gets you have to sit and listen to him sing one of his songs for four minutes. No one ever. Okay, then no punishment. one. Whatever.
0: Yeah, if that's the punishment. That would ban the ship. No one would ever, ever, ever want to hear that.
2: As we say it a lot, I'm a little bit surprised uh, Joe Madden never tried it in his five years here. Just throw someone in the, on the old bullpen mounds and when they were still out there in the outfield.
1: I remember, and this is dangerous, and this is probably for the other, this is for one of the other podcasts, but I remember as a kid, um, a, ki- a guy, a cub, you'll be shocked to know, a cub got picked off a of first base. Against, I I think he was already with the Mets. And the runner was, the runner got to stay on first base because the ump rule that Keith Hernandez had started, had had one of his feet in foul territory. I remember that distinctly. Like, that's a rule. And I also remember Harry basically being like, what are we doing?
0: Why is this, who cares? Was that still cogent Harry? That yeah. was he, yeah. That was okay. still,
1: that was pre-stroke, Harry. Well, I guess it depends what inning it was.
0: As to how coherent Harry was, <laughs> well, right? But he at least started the game coherent. Yeah. yeah. Um. Not not the era where he he couldn't even do that. No. no.
1: But I always think it's funny that um, when people people have so many like different memories of Harry and like the net that he had that he would hold up. Uh, to catch <clears throat> foul balls with, uh, yeah, that net was actually, uh, I think it's it may have started in St. Louis. I know that he had it in Comiskey, and it was so the fans could put beer in it and he could mm-hmm. haul it up. Yeah, I but, mean, oh, isn't that cute? That's to
0: catch foul balls. Net, nah, no, no, it's not. You kind of got to give it up to him for that, though. Mm-hmm. That's that's still pretty great. <laughs> like, <It is? laughs> well, Harry was the best. Um, yeah, so I don't know what,
1: I don't know what the penalty would be, if that happened. Um, the one, I give Ross credit for a couple of things. Um, I made fun of him for how much he went on and on about how he had to have Matt Duffy. Now the only reason Matt Duffy has any value is he's, and it, it didn't serve him well tonight in his final at bat. He's like the one cub who doesn't strike out all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was what Ross liked. He actually had one guy that he's like, "Well, you know, maybe he won't strike out four times tonight." But Matt Duffy's not good, um,
0: and he's so skinny. He just, I worry about him. He seems very frail. Maybe, maybe they have a maybe Ross has a bet with someone about keeping the team's weight under a certain uh, well, threshold. It
1: yeah, it may be just to save fuel on the flight.
0: Andy, I, I have a question for you. All right, uh, because I believe this is the first time I've been on your podcast since the season started. Um, it is, um, and I'm watching the Cubs intermittently. Now, we we and I, you and I, have done a host of podcasts of blaming, figuring out the downfall of the Cubs, and it, it starts with ownership being cheap, and. The front office's inability to develop one pitcher other than maybe a lie. And we've gone over and over that. If you were to apportion all this by percentages, what percentage would you assign to the core or star players on the Cubs failing to adjust to the idea of hitting a fastball above the belt?
1: You mean the fact that only one of them has actually
0: done it and it took him until this year? It, right. It took to health it. It took health and his weirdo father mm-hmm. to figure it out. But if they can do it, it's obviously possible. Yes. And when I look at, it, I, you know, let's do my name: Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, Javi Baez, and Hap. Um, don't. If you if, these are three factors: front office, pitching, ownership, cheapness. Hitters can't hit a fastball. If you were to portion the blame, what? Would would, how, how are you splitting that up?
1: I do think part of it is, I mean, obviously a big part of that has to go on the player. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, and they get scape, they, the Cubs have handed them, as Evan Smith would say, lots of escape goats. I mean, they fire the hitting (laughs) coach or an assistant hitting coach every year just to cover for the fact that the guys haven't made the proper adjustments.
0: Something the Mets have, uh, inherited, uh, clearly getting ready to hire Theo Epstein. They're getting, they're getting out ahead yeah, of it. They're they're gonna, already fired, they're gonna, yeah. Yeah, they already cleared Chile out of the way. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so obviously that's,
1: they deserve, we, we can't just, um, we can't just let them all off the hook. They are a big part of it. Um, within that, there obviously was an opportunity. Had the Cubs been able to self scout, which they really have not apparently been able to do, they could have sold high on one or more of those guys. If they were like, uh, you know what, I don't see this guy I don't think he can make this adjustment. They all had value for a while and the Cubs you know clung to them. Um, so they did they, they didn't figure that out. I also think that, um as weird as this sounds, I do think that the core over the last few years has been stressed by the fact that the the roster has gotten thinner and thinner and thinner around them. Mm-hmm. To the point now where the bench is embarrassing.
0: It just, it truly you is. You just
1: look at it like how, how is this a major league baseball team with these clowns? Not
0: just yeah, not, you know, not even a big market. No, just how is How is a big this a major league baseball league. team at yeah, all? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and it's it, it's not even just that they they didn't find the right types of players because you know they lost one of the nice th- one of the big things in 2015 and 16 were you had Dexter and Ben Zobris were different kinds of hitters than the other guys. That helped kind of balance out stuff. They both moved on. You know, the Cubs, Dexter got way too much money. Mm-hmm. Zobris. And told, more power to him. Zobris disappeared very, very slowly.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but then they have, they've never filled, you know, they still don't have, they haven't had a center fielder for ever. They had the two years of Dexter. And you can go back through Cub history, and it's embarrassing that they can't. It's the new
0: third base. <laughs>
1: yes. It's actually gone on a lot longer even than third base did. Because, yeah. you know, we you, you went from Sando, he had a few bad years. He had Madlock, he had a lot of bad years. Then he had a Ramos for a decade. Then Chris Bryant. Although Bryant can never actually play third anymore, because he has to play all the outfield spots at the same time. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of that. I don't know how much of it is that the two guys who actually wanted long-term contracts and haven't gotten them and now feel like we got to put up big numbers. Javi, every at bat looks like he's thinking that except
0: Javi's always look like that. Yeah.
1: So we have no idea if, if really that has anything to do with it or not.
0: Well, Javi's the interesting study and you and I have talked about this in the past that he's, he's the hardest one to figure out because we have said that based on his approach and if he even has an approach, as soon as he loses an ounce of bat speed, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. And he's 28 now, right? That sounds right. That's when the thinking goes. That's when that starts to happen. And now, you know, he's catching more mistakes. And I get the feeling he's, he's cheating a little more on fastballs, which is going to make him hilariously late on or hilariously out in front of curveballs or breaking balls. But that's, to me, the hard one. See, I've always thought, you know, between Rizzo and Bryant and Contreras, like I'm like, well, these guys probably could adjust a little to declining bat speed. But Javi will not be able to. He's, he's never going to uh, change anything. And he's able to get away with all the things he does because his bat speed is so ridiculous. But once it's no longer ridiculous, then I, I don't know what you have. But the other problem is, is he plays a premium position. It's hard to just find a shortstop. And he's still good at that. Despite yeah. the errors, right? Except somebody will say,
1: "Well, ne- next year is the perfect year." If you need to go find a shortstop, you could sign Trevor Story, or you could sign
0: uh, Carlos Correa. Or it's like, have you met the Ricketts? Corey Seager, yeah. Have you met the? Yeah, that's that's why everyone says. Oh, look at this free class; they'll be fine. It's like, yeah, are you are you new? Are you paying attention? No, they're not, but that, that's five months away. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um,
1: right, and you know the biggest frustration with Javi is that he has so much power. That he doesn't need all the, he doesn't need the big leg kick, he doesn't need the big, but he's, it's, he's obviously never gonna get rid of it because he would have gotten rid of no. it by now, he just won't do it, and he'll go through these long stretches where, he'll just try to pull everything. And you're like, just try to go to right field a little bit, get a couple of hits, he'll be fine, and he eventually, he eventually would, he actually was playing very
0: well again before he got hurt, mm-hmm. right, before he got hurt and the team didn't notice, <laughs> Like... Or well, they can't tell him what's wrong. Like, oh yeah, he, he's hurt.
1: What's wrong? We don't know. Yeah. Well like we can't, you know, Javi speaks Spanish and we can't
2: You do <laughs> you guys
1: know he also speaks English? Oh he does? <laughs> well maybe we should ask him then.
0: Maybe we should ask him then. Huh. How long has it been able to speak to English? Ah twenty years. Oh. That's good.
1: Yeah, don't think Cubs have some. Isn't there like some Australian rules football guy that's like in charge of all their sports science stuff? It's like can't right, we, I, I, can't we just it does everything have to be fake cutting edge bullshit? Can't you just hire a doctor? It's the same right, thing. Right. It's the same thing with the pitch lab that I routinely wonder: is when they throw the weighted baseballs at the wall as hard as they can, could somebody draw a strike zone on the wall? Right. <laughs> just see if how close they're actually getting to any of it
2: um yeah that might they help they may have outsourced they may have outsourced uh, the medical department to the pitch lab at some point, at some point in the last three years here
0: right yeah they're they're, they're asking those guys to do the same thing to, to cut costs right. so like we'll get them in the pitch lab and we'll see what's wrong
1: yeah hook them up to this just hook them up to that machine well that's not an mri machine well it's a machine yeah what's so, the difference no we can't read enough. the goddamn thing anyway what's it what's the difference Yeah, I mean, you know, they could inadvertently end up looking smart if Rizzo doesn't have a good year, you know, struggles all year and Javi struggles all year and like, look, we didn't, we didn't overpay him. So, yeah, you didn't. And, but we also know you have no, no plans on repurposing the money that you would have spent on them.
0: Oh, no, I could see a scenario where they pay them all very cheaply. We're like, hey, you need a prove it contract. You know, you can't go into free agency hitting two twenty. So we'll hand you a one year eighteen million dollar deal and you can prove to the world that you're worthy of the contract. So we can they can run it all back again. Uh, while hoping Brennan Davis somehow <laughs> arrives. We're already getting Ed Howard highlights. Yep, we are. Oh, they're gonna push that hard. Yep. And the longer they can hold
1: it's gonna be the opposite of the uh like the Hendry Cubs trying to push Corey Patterson into the big leagues three years before he was ready, this regime is going to want to keep Ed Howard will turn will start to get early retirement before they bring him out of Triple because he can never prove he can't play in the big leagues until he plays in the big leagues.
0: And they can just right. sell the
1: promise of wait till Ed's ready. Holy crap, it's going to be amazing.
0: You're not gonna, you're not going to believe this. It's like what the Detroit Red Wings used to do. I don't know if you remember, but the Red Wings, when they were good and they were starting to get bad, everyone would just rave about how good their prospects were in the AHL. They're like, oh, the Red Wings don't bring them up early. The Red Wings let them over-ripen in the minors. That's why they're so successful, and they just never come up. And then they eventually would come up, and you're like, this this guy can't play. Like, he, They didn't let him over-ripen. He just sucks. Well, the the franchise
1: that did that the best were – the Braves with pitching prospects, right? They because they got They would tell Peter Gammons how great these guys were, and he would write a million columns back when there were only like three guys to read. And then they'd call every team and they'd trade these guys, and they all turned out to be shit. Yep. The point where Steve Stone <laughs> said one of my one of my favorite things he ever said on a broadcast. Who's <laughs> talking to? Um, it, I'm sure it was after Harry, probably Chip. But he said if the If you're a general manager and the Braves call and offer you one of their young pitchers, hang up.
2: Hang up? (laughs) Just hang
1: up. (laughs) There's a reason they're trying to give you that guy. Don't take it. Don't take it. While the Cubs were trotting failed Braves prospects uh, like Micah Bowie, Joey Nation. Oh, God. Yorkus Perez. They were one of the biggest buyers. They couldn't wait. Oh, Oh, God. Turk Wendell.
0: Well, they were going to show the Braves for taking Greg Maddox. Well, we're going to turn the tables on you. Wait till you see what we do with Joey Nation. (laughs) And and what will you do? What will you do with Joey Nation? (sighs) Um,
1: But speaking of pitching prospects. Yep. uh, It looks like, and it's obviously very, well, I mean, Adbert pitched tonight. Edbert's good.
0: Adbert is good. Is Adbert good in August? Probably not.
1: Well, so if you if you want to be optimistic and go Advert's good, um Justin Steele actually looks like he's got something. I
0: like Justin Steele. And I like what I, I think and, that could be a thing.
1: And then uh it was funny when Keegan Thompson came in um for uh to relieve Richard Williams son the other day. I was listening to the game of the radio. I was doing yard stuff. And Ron Coomer kept talking about how um the the thing he really liked about Keegan Thompson was Keegan can actually throw his stuff for a strike, which I took as a as Ron still suffering from the first four innings of the game when Trevor Williams couldn't throw anything for a strike. the The biggest problem, obviously, with all three of those guys, is that we know Advert is on an innings restriction because he's never thrown more than 121 in a season. Keegan Thompson has thrown 35 innings in the last three years. Yep, and Justin Steele hasn't thrown a whole lot more than that.
0: But he was at the alternate site, so you yeah. Know. Well, so
1: it's Ke- I don't even know if Keegan was there. He met, uh, was he home
0: throwing tennis balls at a garage door. He was throwing at the pitching lab. He was throwing in the pitching lab without his. In the ever. pitch lab. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: I don't know. By June, are they all done?
2: Uh, let's say July first to be charitable. <laughs> Well, Advert's is there... two starts away from surpassing his innings total in the last two years combined. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, thing, the thing with Keegan Thompson is uh,
0: he comes in and he's got – you know, he looks like a pitcher. He's got the good motion. You know, there's some deception there. It's still like 93 miles an hour. Yeah. And that's just not – that's just not enough. Unless you've got really good location and really good stuff. And he's not there yet. And I don't know if he's going to be. Where
1: Adbert and Steele have, like, real stuff.
0: That's real stuff. That's real Major League stuff. Uh, That'll that'll go great for the 2024 team, which is probably the next time you should care. So, (laughs) So. it only took 10 years for the Cubs
1: to maybe develop two pitchers. Maybe. We're not even sure. No,
2: we have no idea. Um,
0: And Braylon Marquez will probably come up for air Later in the year, still.
2: Where is he? Does anyone know if he is still alive? Uh, he's in Andy's pitching lab. Actually, he he's he, actually. He's, yeah, he...
1: well I've got him cleaning out the garage first before I can set up the uh, the fancy camcorders that we pretend are <laughs> actual pitching things. And I just tell him, "Oh, that's uh, one hundred seventy-eight thousand RPMs." Throw that one again. <laughs>
0: okay. That's a hundred. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know where Braylon is. He has not. He has not pitched yet this year in a, for a Cub minor league
0: team. Is he the alternate site?
1: I thought the alternate site was no was not a thing anymore. Did, did they end that? that yeah, well, was, they have. Like baseballs. I think they still have a taxi squad. So they have, at, at least at the beginning of the season, you had the alternate site guys, and then you had, like, when you went on the road, you had a couple of extra guys who came along. Mm-hmm. So that if there was an injury, you didn't have to try to get a guy from South Bend to Atlanta. You had a, you had an extra guy. Braylon was never one of those guys. Uh, the way it's going to work now for the rest of the season, though, is if you need to send a, a player on an on a um, rehab uh, stint, you have to send them to Triple A, and you have to call players up from Triple A. Because the double A and below are not doing the same testing frequency that triple A is. So right. if you have some hot shot at double A and you want to bring him up, you've got he's got to go through triple A first. He's got to spend I don't know how long
0: to come up. So everybody gets to enjoy lovely Des Moines. Well, luckily the Cubs don't have any hot shots at double A, so it doesn't matter.
2: Apparently, that's where Braylon is headed. Apparently, he had COVID before. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Going to double A at some point as a starter. So, I guess we'll see how that goes. Well,
1: it'll work out perfect. It's about time they have to shut down everybody else. We'll have to shut he'll be the down. one yeah. guy
2: they can come up. Yep, he'll throw 40 innings in you know August and September, and that'll be that. So much to look forward to. Yeah,
1: you know, it's funny. We've obsessed rightly, over the last many years about their inability to develop um, pitchers. But now, it's also striking that they have not been able to develop an outfielder. Because here they are with basically, you know, with it, right now, literally, I think they're down to um, Jock and Hayward.
0: And Both of them are
1: bad. So when it came time to call somebody up, Uh, How about Nick Martini? And the the guys at AAA are thirty four year old Cameron Maben, Rafael Ortega, um, the little little Ian Miller. And they just traded for Trace Thompson.
0: Oh, good. That's how you know you're you're be a successful organization when you bring Trace Thompson in. That's, that's always a sign of uh, a resurgence
2: for an organization.
1: It's.
0: Uh...
2: I think it goes back to the uh, like we were saying earlier with the development thing, like the fact that they managed to develop like seven of the exact same offensive player, which – and it obviously worked. I mean, they won the, the World Series. It yeah. clearly worked. But just the for an organization that was on the front, like, cutting edge of the evolution of baseball to get left in the dust as badly as they have the last, you know, what, four or five years, I guess, has been pretty staggering. And you think back to the, the Theo, the parallel tracks that got our buddy Al all worked up, you know, 10 years ago about <laughs> competing while also trying to – remain strong on the development front, just how poorly that has failed to pan out. Well, see, Kyle, that
0: gets back to my first question because we say, okay, they developed the same kind of hitter. But certainly somewhere around 2017, 2018, someone in that front office went, hey, our guys can't hit fastballs. Maybe we need to get our guys to hit fastballs. And then they didn't hit fastballs. And so there's that, there, there is an element of stubbornness with the players themselves. Now, I don't know how big it is. I don't know what they've told the players to do that they're not listening to or they just can't do. But, you know, there is something there because certainly they didn't just go, eh, velocity is going to come down again. We just got to ride this out and guys will be throwing 94 again. We just – we just got to, we just got to, we just got to hold
1: out. Well, they sent this. So they sent Theo off to work in the front office the uh, major league front office. So he can move the mound back.
0: Well, that's fine. But... That was their
1: long plan. All right. You're right. going to stick around for nine years. Then you're going to go to the league office. And in like year two, you're going to convince them to move the mound back a foot.
0: And that'll save us. Then you can go well, run the Mets. Okay. Well, that sounds I, good. I, I take your favorite guy, David Bodie, as an example. Now, David Bode hits the ball really hard. Yeah. He consistently has one of the best exit velocities in the league. Problem is, he likes to hit it on the ground. Yep. Doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Now, I know, because I've read about it, that the Cubs have told him, hey, here are your exit velocities. If you were to get the ball in the air, you would be a really good hitter. And he continues to hit the ball on the ground. Yeah. It was the same problem with Kyle Schwarber. Hits the ball really hard, has a good eye, kept hitting it on the ground. Now, is that – I refuse to believe that no one got to either of these guys and be like, hey, could you get it in the air a little more? And they just didn't. But I suppose it's possible that no one told them anything because they were so in love with these guys.
1: Well, and it's They're also like, – oh, They'll figure it out. It's also possible that it's just really fucking hard to change your swing. To change the way you hit the baseball.
0: Right. It's not fair to compare everyone to Chris Bryant, because Chris Bryant is one of the most talented players in the league. So could it be that instead of going
1: out and drafting or signing these guys and then saying, okay, now all we got to do is change his swing path, and he's going to hit 35 homers. Maybe find guys that have the swing path.
0: Well, that seems to be one solution. They just avoided that one.
1: I mean, we talk a lot about how the Dodgers... The Dodgers are what we all dreamt the Cubs would
0: become. Thought the Cubs would become, honestly.
1: And there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff. But if you boil it down to its simplest thing, the Dodgers have hitters who can hit fastballs and pitchers who throw fastballs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They seem to dip into the freaking minors and bring up a guy who throws 98. Just, They just have a... It's like they have a junk drawer full of them in Albuquerque or wherever the hell AAA is still. And they just rotate him through. And then they're even good at finding these clowns on other teams. Like, the A's are like, fucking Max Muncy can't play. And the Dodgers are like, ah, we think he probably can. And they stashed him in AAA for one full year and brought up the most unathletic-looking guy in baseball. And Craig Kimbrough found out the hard way. You could throw a 97-mile-an-hour pitch to Max Muncy at the top of the strike zone, and he's going to hit it 420 feet. Yes, he is. So it's, it's a conundrum that the Cubs instead are full of, they have a, a team that, that the pitchers can't throw hard and the hitters can't hit pitches that
0: are thrown hard. Well, let me ask you this, to both of you, because you're surveyors of the passing scene. I am an irrational guy, admittedly, but I get upset pretty much every time. I see the Greater Cubs Twitter sphere and blogosphere treating this team as if it's any normal team or focusing on minor leaguers and be like or or watching them get or watching like people who really know what they're doing get really upset about how this team is playing. And they sit there and go, Well, this is what they wanted. They designed this team to be five hundred. It is five hundred. Why are you so upset? And then I get upset. <laughs> do you guys just laugh? Do you not pay attention? Are you with them? Are you just upset that you have decided that you're going to watch this every game and you're railing at the gods for cursing you so? Because um, I see it everywhere. Like, oh, God, here we go with this again. If only they could do this. Like, But they're not going to do this. This is the team they designed. This is the team they wanted so they can trade everybody and they can be bad, and they can just collect their Wrigleyville money for the next five years.
2: Yeah, I think it actually plays into one of the themes of the immediate post-World Series years and the entire like narrative surrounding the team. Whenever they would struggle, be, oh, you can't criticize these guys. They'll figure it out. Like They have the track record, whatever. It's like, no. <laughs> it's, we're five years removed now, and three of those years have been subpar, largely, Like, this is the track record. Right. We're the 89
0: Bears now. This is the 89 Bears version of the Cubs. We're going to have David Ross coming out and saying, I don't know if we're capable of winning another game. It's going to
1: happen. He can throw his gum at somebody. It'll be fun. (laughs) Right.
0: Does he chew gum? We don't know. He's wearing a mask. We can't
1: tell. Yeah. He wore it upside down for, like, the first four innings of a game a couple of weeks ago.
0: Well, got other things on his mind. Yeah. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating to, it be, to to feel like, as a fan, that you care a lot more than they do. Yes. You know, like, this is pissing you off, and the, the people that own the team, who are the ones who ought to be pissed off, are like, eh, it's fine. This will, you know, makes it easier for us.
0: But I don't feel like Greater Cubdom is pissed off at the, at the ownership and the front. You and I are, yeah, well, the three of us are. But I don't see any kind of revolt. Well, I don't I mean, see any kind of this is unacceptable. I just see people tweeting and Facebook and their pictures from really. Like, oh, it's so glad to be so happy to be back at Wrigley. Why?
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, this fan base is still just a bunch of idiot yes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
1: There's never underestimate how dumb Cub fans are.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's like Terry Board said. As soon as you put that Cub hat on, you just look dumber. <laughs> Whether you're a player, manager, front office fan, put that blue hat on, you you, you
2: just look like you lost 12 IQ points. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, my overall attitude has been, I think the way I sum it up is, like, if they don't give a shit, why should we as fans, right? like, That's right? That's my thing.
0: Like, why do you care when they clearly don't? Yeah. But there they are chug along, you know, Bleacher Nation and, and Cubs Insider and all the other ones. Oh, my God, I can't believe we have to watch Eric sugar Oh, why can't Carl Hendricks look at it? It's like, what? What were you expecting? You know, if you'd all band together and try and get your readers to follow one cause, maybe something would happen. No, no, we're not going to do that. Here's some
1: Ed Howard highlights for you. Yeah, I mean there there's one site in particular that I feel like everything they write when they when they when they tiptoe around being critical they write as though they want to protect the access that they
0: mm-hmm. that they yep. don't
1: get. They don't have <laughs> access. But they they act like they're protected. Oh, I don't want to piss the rickets off. Why? What are they going to do to you? What do they give you right now? Do they invite you to fucking social media day? Is that that's the one thing that you get to do, which you know,
0: right? I don't. Is, understand. It, the, it, it, is it, it the same site that never actually makes a point? Every article is like, well, it could be this, but it could be this. If you think about it, it might be this. It could be. I don't know. On we'll a, see.
1: On a previous iteration of this website, the the uh, lawyer that we used to have on said, he goes, "Brett, Brett used to be a lawyer, and he's one of those lawyers who will argue." both sides of everything so that he doesn't actually have to make an actual right. uh, point. He doesn't have to take a side. He's just going to argue yep. both halves of it and then just end it. Yep. And I've, I've always
0: looked at everything through that lens ever since. That's basically what I've done. Yeah. Well, it could be this. But it could be this. And if you think about it, it might be this. But, you know, it might be the first thing. But they say it's the second thing. They could be lying. They could be telling the truth. Here's why they're telling the truth. Here's why they're lying. It's like you—that's—that's eight hundred words, and you haven't said anything.
2: No. Well, to uh, to give them a little bit of credit, at least the uh, preseason, um, whatever the the hype article, I guess, if you will, about how this could <laughs> somehow be good. Uh, one of the points in there is Shelby Miller, who did just throw, I think, the first three innings of the combined no hitter in Iowa. So, I mean, maybe maybe they were on something after all.
0: Yep. Yeah, that, that's it. I'm, I'm excited now. Forget it. Lot. That was I'm the, all in.
1: That was the There's a lot to be excited about with this Cubs team.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Exactly, a lot to be excited about. Yep. My no hitter in Iowa in the middle of May. Yeah, no,
0: I, I I guess I get it because I don't know if this surprises you guys. I got a lot of criticism back in the day for being too negative on the Hawks. I know me, right? Whoever, I know. whoever heard of such a thing? But I just never understood the point of lying to your reader. That, look, this is what I see, this is how I feel, you've come here to read what I think, so here it is. And I just get the impression that every Cubs serious follower is lying. <laughs> They're either lying or stupid. Maybe both.
1: Oh, it's, it's at least door number two. Okay. <laughs> and there's probably there's probably a little bit of door number one, no matter no matter who the I mean, person it, is, but there's a lot of door number two. There's I'm a lot sure of.
0: So it is we can't we can't constantly be negative. Our our readers won't will come back. You know they'll they'll go away. They'll read something else. They don't want to read negative all the time. It's like well that's it's negative all the time. It's not your fault.
1: Because it's you like if, if if nothing else, shouldn't you at least be pissed that the Cubs basically, um, you know mediocritizing themselves Can opens verb. the door for as a great word that's I just made it up it opens the door for the for the Cardinals or the Brewers to win the division and go to the playoffs
0: mm-hmm.
1: Two, and they're both bad they suck both both teams are bad on the days when the Cardinals when Jack Flaherty doesn't pitch I don't know how they ever win <laughs> and the Brewers I don't know how they ever score a run
0: yeah I don't either the best player. Their MVP candidate probably won't play again this season. But yeah. well, he came off the DL for a day. Right. Everything feels so, great. This is all right.
1: Oh god. Uh yeah, I gotta go back.
0: See, that right. um, sounds like the Cubs medical staff. Yeah. yeah,
1: Yes. Maybe well I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't you know how um Remember when the the Reds team doctor, team surgeon did everybody's Tommy John surgeries? Doctor Timothy Kremchek? Yes. I, I what if um, the Cubs back specialist who keeps an eye on Javi and Rizzo is like the guy everybody sends their guy to. And they sent, they sent Yalik down and he, he's like, ah, you look fine to me. You I, you can play tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I mean, so the end of 2019, right? The Brewers are, cruising along. Uh, they're going to the playoffs. They've got, you know, Yelich is having another great year game in Miami, fouls a ball off his kneecap, breaks his kneecap. They go to the playoffs. They they have to go to the wildcard game. They lose to the nationals. Nationals go on, win the world series. He hasn't been any good since.
2: No, no. And the extension has. Yes, yeah. Right.
1: And he signed that big contract after that. And you're right. It hasn't even, it starts next year, right? Oh, that's too bad. Well,
0: that's a, that's a, well, I mean, I guess, if you wanted you, you could absolutely say that's exactly what the Cubs are afraid of. That we will sign Anthony Rizzo to a seven-year deal, six-year deal, and immediately he turns into a tomato camp. Um, and I think that's a genuine fear, but I also think... give I mean, we don't know what baseball's economics are going to look like because there's going to be a, an eight-year lockout coming in December. Yeah. Um, but given where the marketplace is, I don't know that any of these guys could really expect more than a five-year deal no. anywhere. Well, and
1: that's clearly why. I mean, that's a huge factor in why the Cubs have not engaged seriously with Javi or Rizzo. Well, why it's, would you? It's like, why would we sign you now when everything's going to be different than a year from now? Right. Why, would, why are we going to sign you one of the last huge contracts, give you the Francisco Lindor and then after December, nobody's ever going to get that again. Why would we give it to you now? That has to be a huge reason as to why they haven't.
0: Well, I'm surprised anyone's signing anyone now. I mean, I guess Lindor is as safe a bet as you get, but he's been terrible. Yeah, just um, uh,
1: so Bob Nightingale basically tweets out two, two, two things last week. He was giving you at bat by at bat updates on Francisco Lindor's batting average. And then when the Yankees were hosting the Astros, he was giving you at bat by bat play-by-play play as to who was getting booed. It's quality analysis on both ends. Yeah. Bob
0: Nightingale. <laughs> That's everyone, Bob. Everyone's getting booed. That's how it works.
1: Like, oh, they're really booing Jose Altuve. Are they? That's good. That's a shock. Thanks. Keep keep it up.
0: We really want to know. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, it could go either way. Like, you could sign Lindor yeah. to this cute, what's it average, 32 million a year? Something around there. Yeah, it was a 12
1: year, 340. He got a million dollars more than Tatis, right?
0: And then for all you know, next year it's like, oh, by the way, that's like a fifth of your salary mm-hmm. cap. Exactly. But it also could be, oh, no, we've raised the luxury tax all the way to like 280 million. It's dropping the bucket. You don't know. Yep. So um,
1: the, it, the Cubs have clearly decided we're going to wait and find out.
0: Yeah. And again, I don't know that that's the worst strategy in the world. No one's going to sign these guys before the CBA runs out, right? It's not like they're going to oh yeah, we got to get Rizzo and you know Marlon's got to get Anthony Rizzo in the fold before the CBA runs out. Like that, that would just be bad business.
1: Yeah, I don't know when it technically does the CBA like expire. It ends the in December after the World Series. It does. So we,
0: so no, there it is expires like December seventh. So I don't know if I mean they. You know, you wouldn't see a lockout or strike until near spring training. Right. I mean, you wouldn't – you wouldn't. You know, having a lockout in December doesn't really mean anything other than guys can't work out at the spring training facilities, I guess. Um, but once that CBA ends, no one's going to do anything. Yeah. You wouldn't think. Unless they have a str- – unless, like, by some miracle, um, they're, like, close to an agreement by then and everyone kind of has some idea of what it'll look like but there's no way that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I can, in my mind I picture like Jed in his sitting in Theo's old office, which probably still has Theo's name like painted on the glass cuz they're too cheap to change it. He just right. has like it's, a it's, he has like marker. a yeah, he has a piece of paper with his hand with his own handwriting. <laughs> Jed it just says Jed and he taped it over Theo's name. <laughs> and he's got like the he's got like the magnet board up and it's like when, on uh, Seinfeld, when um, George was the assistant of the traveling secretary, and him and Jerry were figuring out how the Yankees could get Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Right. And Jed's like, after the CBA, and we're going to have all this money. And you know, he's just like, he's got, oh, let will see, we could play, Seeger's too tall to play shortstop, so we'll play him at third, and we'll play Correa at short. And um, yeah, Isn't Correa just as tall? Right. And we'll, and we'll, Chris <laughs> Bryant will play left field, and, uh, Javi, and can play, Javi can go back to second base. He's just, like, slapping them all up on the thing, Go, this is going to be great. It's like, all right, Jed. Let me show you your real lineup, where uh, <laughs> David Bodie is playing shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> you signed Matt Duffy for a, to a five-year contract. That's going to be yeah. Great. And guess what? Jock said he'd come back. So you can put him in left. That's going to be awesome.
0: He's going to play center. He played center tonight. He's going to have to. Well, does everybody feel better? I don't know. I don't know. Carly. You, you clearly do not end up in the blind rage that I end up. You must have – You must, You must. the rest of your life must be in order.
2: <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. I've definitely been less emotionally invested in – well, naturally, we've talked about it, This team and right. pretty much any sports team I've followed in the last decade.
0: That's funny, though, because the rest of my life is actually in order. <laughs> like
2: I said, I'm still getting in this
0: rage. Yeah. I think it would calm me down, but now, now I'm still – still probably still too irrational um but uh, yeah it's not it's not even my beat anymore you know i i don't have a cubs newsletter like like some some assholes <laughs> like you know like, i it doesn't bother me i get to watch it from 3000 feet but yeah you, know, you know every 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 time i see a tweet it's just like oh man if only this team could you know put some, put a good week together or get this guy healthy it's like no that's no no Ah, uh, turning into uh, turning into the neighbor from uh, Office Space. No man, <laughs> no. Well,
1: they go to Detroit this weekend. They, if they sweep Detroit, and then then they go to Washington. The Nationals are in last place. You see, it's all it's all fine. They're gonna they're oh. gonna weather this. They're gonna be great. And then I'm sure Trevor Williams will turn it around. And little
0: Bat Boy. Um, oh oh, well, speaking of which, you know, while we're there, did you see? Everyone getting upset at me when I just said that, like, their sweep of the Dodgers is probably going to be the highlight of the season.
2: <laughs>
0: I literally thought it
1: during the third game. I'm like, this is yeah. as good as this is going to get. Because right. those games were fun. And you're like, see, this is what it's like. But this isn't, we're not going to have any more of this.
0: Yeah, everyone got fucking pissed at me. It's like how why are you why are you so Eeyore? Oh. How can you be so negative? Why can't you just enjoy this? I'm like I can't enjoy this no. because it doesn't mean anything. If you want to get people pissed at you, all you have to do is
1: make fun of uh the fact that Marquis shows Trevor Williams dad more than anybody else. <laughs> I got it Twitter went nuts <laughs> for like a day and a half. <laughs> and even it's like uh oh. I could tell you had a horrible father. Like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Here's the deal. If uh, If Mike Dolan had decided he was going to come to all my... If I if, <laughs> if I signed with the Cubs and Mike was coming, he would have done one interview with Marquis, mm-hmm. and then every other time they swung by, he'd been like, would you go the fuck away? I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to watch the game. That's what would have happened. Um, yeah, and I, I ended up having to get into it with um, the director of Morale. <laughs>
2: I totally missed that interaction. I can't believe I somehow missed that.
1: He was mad, and I'll, all I've tweeted back to him was, Up yours, morale boy. That was my response.
0: I mean, that's essentially what I got for just pointing out. Like, this is the highlight of the Cubs season. Like, it's that you're going to look back at the season, like, Well, what happened? Well, they swept the Dodgers. They swept the Dodgers in three non nine inning games.
2: That was the thing about, I mean, obviously it was cool to sweep them, but two of the three were seven inning games, and yeah. the other one was a. a Weird extra innings. One of them was both. On second, field. yeah, right, yeah. exactly.
0: Um. So, well, I think I it came like, from
1: a place of you. It just see. It just felt like they were going to get swept, and then they ended up miraculously winning all three games. So people got really excited. But I always go back to, and it's still this way, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Cub fans used to get so mad. If there was a trade rumor that didn't happen, just like, Brian Roberts, they would just get, they would just lose their shit. And you're like, it's a, it was a rumor. Most of these aren't going to be real. They're, right. they're supposed to be fun to like kick around. And then occasionally they actually happen. If they would get like, so like, you know, it's like they had run out and bought embroidered jerseys with the guy's names on it. Now they were stuck with them because the trade didn't happen. It's like, would you just calm the fuck down? The emotional intelligence of Cub fans is very, very low.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Constantly confused, I guess. Um, maybe we should go a little more micro. Does Kyle Hendricks suck now? Maybe. <laughs> I,
2: mean, <laughs> I keep suck. going back to, I think, him and... Him and Rizzo are probably the two that I, and Brian, are the three, I guess, that I legitimately trust to figure out whatever they're going bad. Yeah, I don't... Maybe less so Brian, but yeah, him and Rizzo for sure.
1: Right, I'm still not worried about Hendricks. The guy that I'm really worried about that is Jason Hayward. Well, I mean, he's not doing anything he didn't expect. Well, but the things that he did well, he doesn't do well anymore. He's not... He has not been a very good right fielder for the last two years.
0: No, he has and not. And if he's
1: not doing that, he does nothing. And then it's so it was it was really funny to look because you know, like last year it was like well he had a pretty good year last year, and it was only two months. But but then when you go look at it, he really had three good weeks, mm-hmm. and that was it. And because the season just ended, his numbers still looked good, but he was useless the entire month of September. Just he was were he was he was twenty sixteen, Jason Hayward again. And now he's older, and he still has this year and two more.
0: This is really—is it eight years? Yep.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Oh, that's trouble. I thought it was only
0: one more. No, nope, there's two more after this, and it's not going to get any better. Oh um, no, it's not going to get any better. You probably gonna have to move him to left field.
1: Well, the one thing that'll save him is who the fuck will they have that could actually handle? He could be a bad <laughs> right fielder. He'll be better than anybody else they have. Anybody play right they field. have.
0: Um, uh, yeah that oh oh but like you always knew the back end of the contract was gonna hurt
1: well but the ironic thing was theo was sure that hayward was gonna be so good that he was gonna they they signed that contract with the idea that he after the third year he was gonna opt out because he was gonna cash in with somebody else right and then they knew what a month into it <laughs> that, that wasn't gonna happen and they're like oh fuck Right. Like we gave you those other 5 years we didn't think you were ever. We would have paid, we would have given you a billion dollars a year. We didn't think you were going to take it. We thought you were leaving.
2: Just going to opt out. They were going to use that money to sign Harper. Uh, that's the great
0: like, 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 uh, yeah. thing. it hurts to think about. Um but well, yeah, if
1: but if Hendrix is bad, then they really have they have nothing to hang their hat on in the No, rotation.
0: like the, any hope that they had was predicated on him being him, and you sort of look at his peripherals, and you can't you can't say oh I mean he's got you know he's got the bad bad bit but not like ridiculously so, but guys are squaring him up. I mean the thing with Kyle Hendricks is always a, a a tightrope act. You know he, he's so good with his location, but he can't miss it. He right. can't miss by an
1: inch. Right. He's when he's good he's literally missing the barrel of the of their he. Hit the whole idea is for that ball to almost be on the barrel of the bat so that the guy swings at it. Yeah. and just can't make hard contact with it. But if you miss, he's still happy to swing at it and they're fishing it out of the, you know,
0: upper deck. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh I mean he's when he's been bad, he's gotten scorched. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, he
1: gave up four runs or He gave up wasn't it the Braves thing. had three home runs on him in the first inning of a four. game? Four.
0: Four. That's right. four. And then they did it. Then they hit another three in the next game, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, the rally the Pirates had against him was a. It was an abomination. It was a combination of, of literally weak hits and Cubs being Cubs. Yep. So that one didn't bother you as much, but yeah, when guys are hitting at six hundred feet off of him, that's it's a, it's a troubling sign. And I don't know what their plan for him was. If their plan for him was. You know, we get him to July, and we trade him too? I don't think it was. No. I think they've got him at a contract they like, and they're like, we're always going to need somebody, so we'll just keep Kyle. And I've, I've long ago gave up the idea that they're savvy enough to identify a guy just before he loses it. They haven't seemed to be able to do that. So, they're not the Braves. Calling around offering you these great deals. That's right. They haven't proven to be savvy. That's the other thing. When all these guys leave, what will they have to show for it? Because the guys have left so far, they have nothing to show for it. Ah, uh, oh boy. <laughs> like, I mean, Jake's going to uh, leave twice, and they're not going to have anything to show for <laughs> it either time.
0: Um, well, if it makes you, I mean, the guys, they've sort of gave up in the, in the big deals that people lost their mud over. They've kind of lost it too. Like Claymore Torres is eh. Uh, Eli Jimenez can't stay in one piece. You know, Dylan Cease looks good for a month, but I'm not buying that stock yet. Yeah, at the end of the day, Dylan Cease is still a
1: former cub farm hand.
0: Right. So that'll kick in at some point. <laughs> that kicks in at some point. Um, so you know, they've at least spread it to some other
1: people. It's ironic, because I, I, you know, I keep an eye on Glaber, and as his performance starts to decline, I see the inevitable. Hey, we got Glaber back. <laughs> You're right. It's like oh, I wish it's the old. Don't oh, I you wish, feel better wish now? We'd, I wish we'd had him five years ago. We did. Uh, three. Yeah, <laughs> we ago. did. And it worked.
0: Uh, but, yeah, that's a trade uh... that was fine.
1: And. And the Yankees can't. Well, the Yankees wouldn't piss more about it because they got they got to rolled his right back. Right. But you know, Glaber hit thirty home runs two years ago. And but it, the biggest problem is, and I do think the Cubs had identified this was that he he didn't project as a guy who could stay at shortstop very long. And I don't think he can. He's got Glaber's got some big legs.
0: <laughs> he's got some because he he's big stock. He's got a big ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. So, but yeah, at some point we'll get them all back. That'll be fun. Well, who's who's excited for that? All right. Well, I've bitched and moaned enough. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you need me to bitch and moan some more. Kyle, you want to bitch and moan? You want to get into this hot tub?
2: I got it all out.
1: <laughs> okay, good. I'm just excited that Brad Wick came back tonight.
2: Are you? Are Love you really? To see Brad
1: Wick. I think I think it's funny. Is Brad's been on? This is his third year with the Cubs. Tonight was his thirteenth
0: inning pitched.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, everyone had him like penciled in. Like after after like two innings in 2019, they're like, "Oh, there we go. That'll that'll help solve it." Him and the other Wick, who we haven't seen because he's dead. Um like, oh, yeah, okay, the Cubs got this bullpen thing solved now. Yep. It's all fine. Well, they, Don't they, worry.
1: They were, the, they were the apples of the pitch lab. Yes, they were they guys were. that they came in and they they changed their grips on a couple of pitches, and all of a sudden they could get guys out and they're like, look at this, we're just going to do this all the time.
0: Uh, worked out great.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really happen. I got to tell you, every time Rex Brothers gets somebody out, I would if I were Jed, I would immediately try to trade him. I mean right. it, it, even during an inning I would call down to Ross but you got to take Rex I I just, just traded him to the Blue Jays. <laughs> right. But he we, he's we, got but he's only pitched to two batters. He's got to pitch to them. Take him out. See what the penalty is. We don't care.
0: <laughs> so. We don't care.
1: Uh, yeah, I I mean we we could save it for another it's funny, you know, they just go look at Dwayne Underwood's numbers with the Pirates. I have to? He's been good. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, we knew he was good. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't get anything out of
0: we, it. We couldn't, we couldn't coax it out of well, it. The
1: fucking pirates got it out of it. I mean, it's not like he's a star, but they were... Um, they were just... They were having to wave guys so they could keep, you know, these bottom... So they keep Brandon Workman, who then they immediately released. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just, who's making the decisions down there? I just... I don't so,
0: know. in 17 innings pitched, all out of the pen for Dwayne Underwood. Striking out 11 hitters per nine, which he did here last year in 20 innings. Not walking a lot of people. He's had some bad luck. And he's got a 3.57 ERA yeah, been... with a 2 fip So, he's been unlucky to even have that. And he's keeping the ball in the park. I'd have well, to that, look. Isn't it's...
1: that nice? The galling thing about the, about Dwayne is I forget who it was they they had to DFA him to keep somebody bad. That was the that was really the thing. It's not like Dwayne's ever going to set the world on fire, but it's like at the time you're like, I don't think that's a good decision, right?
0: And it wasn't. So it's all going well. It's uh, fun to be a part of. And the thing is, I'm stuck with my season tickets next year. Like I've already paid for them. Like I, I my partial season, I paid for them before the the 2020 season. And they went on hold. And I believe they're on hold for this year as well. Until, you know, unless they work something out whenever they get a full house back. So, you know, probably stuck going to that goddamn park come 2022.
1: Yeah, but next year you're going to get to see Corey Seager and Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I can't Bryant. wait. It's going to
1: be a veritable all-star team. That the, they're,
0: they're, yeah, they're going to roll out. That the, the Ricketts
1: will have exploited the new CBA and signed them all.
0: We know how. We know how that goes. There's more of a chance of the Ricketts going bankrupt. God, that would be great. I mean, it could happen. They're moronic. You never know. <laughs> like, they could get caught doing something and just lose all their money. It's happened before. Well, there's I mean, a there's a there's a made off around yeah, here I was somewhere. Say, okay. There's a
1: reason that the Wilpons don't own the Mets anymore. <laughs> right. There's a reason Frank Court doesn't own the Dodgers anymore. Although he still
0: owns the parking lot. Do you know that he does? And he owns a French soccer team.
1: Yeah, which they're really happy with him over there too.
0: Oh yeah, they're delighted. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. In France, when the fans are really happy with you, they storm your training facility. <laughs> Well, they're huggers. The French are huggy people. So really, they just wanted to get in
1: there and give everybody hugs.
0: Yeah, that, that's always a good sign when your supporters invade your private <laughs> training facility and threaten everybody. That, that's, that's, that's just how they do it there.
1: Well, good for Frank.
0: Good for Frank. It's going well. They all don't right. boo bad players, and they don't invade the training facility nope. of bad owners.
1: Well, I guess that'll do it for this uh, exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. Always a pleasure, Andy. Um, always. I'm sure when we meet when we meet again to to to, re- to talk about the Cubs, uh, everything will be all better. Everybody will be healthy, and uh, they'll be firing on all cylinders.
0: Uh, <laughs> What are, this, what are the odds? What are the odds? It's like Brian things like a month. Like he's just, he's just. Oh yeah, he's not feeling well. Month later, he's still not feeling well. We don't know what's going on. It's like, well, it, my first thought was, I wonder if when they when he
1: first left the game, I just thought, I wonder if we'll ever see him play for the Cubs again. That was like <laughs> the right. first thing that ran through my mind. It's like, oh, that might have been
0: it. That might have been it. He hit a double like, in yeah. his last
1: at bat. So right,
0: like okay, that's it. Put him on ice, and we can we can move him along now. Well, I
1: mean, isn't it a guarantee, the same with Javi, that they'll play in fits and starts a couple of games back, and then they got to sit them in a couple of days back. Then they'll both end up on the, on the injured list anyway. And they'll be like, oh, it turned out to be a lot worse than we thought. Did it? Really? This is a shock. When has this ever happened before? Every time.
0: <sighs>
1: I mean, it's right. like the, I mean, when the Bulls fired uh, Fred Cato. Anyway, after he, after he, uh, they shamed Luwal Dang into playing on a broken leg for like the (laughs) last two months of a season. I didn't, maybe he came to the Cubs as a consultant. Maybe that's right.
0: Clearly, they can, they can fuck up his uh, spinal tap or whatever it was that they did to poor Luall.
1: Yeah, because the joke forever, even after he left, was whenever, whenever a Bulls player got hurt, was Fred cleared him. Well, that could be the the same for when, when hobbies inevitably limps out on Friday in Detroit to try to play shortstop. It'll be because Fred cleared him. Fred over cleared Zoom, him. no less. So, Alright, guys. Well, thanks a lot.
0: Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence